We continue our coverage, and uh, today we're speaking a lot about the hostages, the uh, the propaganda around the hostages, but uh, very, very difficult to try and understand exactly what it was that they experienced. Uh, we haven't been given a lot of information, but slowly we're starting to put this uh, picture together. Lahav Harkov Levine is the senior contributing editor and diplomatic correspondent of the Jerusalem. Post. Thank you for joining us. A very good morning to you. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. So it's uh, as we watch these scenes unfolding. I think the the it, it's 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 not like watching it from the outside in in that we're just curious. We we've we felt very very much, and many I would imagine most in Israel and many around the world like us have been very very and continue to be very invested and emotionally attached to these stories. So, uh, it, but yet of course there's this understanding. That that the trauma that they've suffered is absolutely immense, and we can't know, certainly immediately, what it is that they've been through. How do we start to put this picture together, and what is it starting to look like? Well, first of all, I mean, there's some level of celebration because we are happy that these hostages are home, but Mm. there are still about 170 hostages remaining in Gaza. So it's very, very mixed feelings, you know, and I think Israelis are still determined to continue this war and to continue to make the efforts to bring more hostages home. Now, the hostages themselves, of course, have gone through a a deeply traumatic experience, Um, you know, and some of them but most of them (laughs) went through a a violent experience Mm, in the sense mm. that, I mean, I would argue just taking someone hostage is a violent act, even if you don't, you know, beat them in some way. But many of them, if not most have seen their, saw their loved ones die immediately before they were taken hostage. I just, before speaking to you, I was listening on the radio to um, the brother of one of the hostages, a woman named Sen, who was taken hostage with three of her children. But before she was taken hostage her um, oldest daughter named Yam who I I believe they said she was 21 years old she was was having a a panic attack at seeing the terrorists and screaming and so the terrorists shot her Mm. before taking her mother and Mm. her three younger Mm. siblings Mm. hostage and and imagine having to to sit you know in in captivity for 51 days and thinking about that Uh, it's just you go through this whole mourning process completely alone and whilst whilst and facing your own death at the same time your own possible mortality yeah so it's it's really i mean and you see the small children i mean i think the whole world was sort of captivated by the story of of emily hand Mm, the mm. uh irish israeli girl um, but when you see videos of her return, I mean, she she seems in uh, in utter shock. She know, did. Like, she uh, did. I, when you look at her, there there was something. I don't want to say vacant because you understand, you know, how overwhelming everything is. But there was there there, there was definitely, and I saw it on the faces of 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 I think of many of the hostages this 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 level of shock. Yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, they're, they're going to need, um, mental health, uh, assistance for, for a long time because I, I mean, you can, I can't even imagine what, mm-hmm. what they're feeling and what they're going through. It's really, it's horrible. Um, and also in terms of their, their physical well-being, I mean, we saw the girl, um, the young woman, Maya, 
who was the first captive, the first hostage to be released, who had been at the the rave, the Nova rave. Mm. Um, she had been shot in the leg and was not, you know, taken care of well. Um, and so she needed immediate medical attention. And then last night there was also a woman, um, I forget the name, unfortunately, who was in her 80s, who also was was sent directly to a hospital. And last night there were reports that she was fighting for her life. Mm. Um but you know, and, and even in a less extreme way, some some of the people had said they only ate rice the entire time. You know, they they weren't being fed properly. Um, so there's a whole range of of physical and and mental ailments coming out. Mm, and um, mm. and I have to say, you know, for those who are watching the sort of conversations online and on social media, people are saying, oh, they loved their captors. They were so <laughs> it's, nice, it's and beyond. they smiled and waved at their captors mm, on the mm. way out. And I'm just like, are are these people crazy? <laughs> If they smiled and waved, it's because they're afraid for their lives. And they, at least one of the hostages after she came out said that as she was coming out, she wasn't sure if they were taking her out to kill her. Like they, they didn't, it wasn't like Hamas said to them, everything's okay, you're going to Israel now. Yeah, there was no reassurance at all. And of course, many of them still have family members in the hands of Hamas. So they're not going to to do anything to antagonize them. They'd be, you know, it, 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 would, it just isn't something you'd expect at this point. Correct. And I think there's, um, you know, uh, there's this false equivalency being drawn between mm -hmm. the Palestinians that Israel released and these hostages. The Palestinians were all people who were arrested on terrorist acts, okay? And mo most of them, not all, but most of them were actually committing acts of, of violence, stabbings, bombings, while, you know, that that's what they were arrested for doing, you know? Um, and so there's no comparison, right? And then people, um, you, you see that they, they come out and they immediately have things to say. They're, they're in parades and they say, you know, we're going to take revenge on Israel and this and that. And then you see people saying, well, why isn't Israel letting the hostages speak? Well, I, I mean, I, I get all the messages from the the non-government effort to bring back the hostage, and they're the official sort of spokespeople mm, for the yeah. hostages. And in the vast majority of the cases, these people don't want to speak. They want to spend the time with their family. Their immediate relatives will often record videos asking the press to leave them alone at this time. I think it's yeah. completely understandable. Of course, and and also the fact is that that they've they. Being completely cut off from this world for 51 days. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea what has really transpired uh, be beyond a very, very limited perspective. How, what do we expect from them? I mean, surely all we can, ex all we hope for is that they just have a little bit of quiet time and healing time before, uh, you know, they, they, they talk about this. And I guess, I guess the other thing that we would hope is that they can maybe uh, provide guidance. To, to the IDF in terms of maybe where other, other hostages are. Even if they don't know, they can maybe identify a pattern of some sort. Yeah, to some extent also people were being held by uh, location. So, you know, it was all people from one kibbutz were in one place. Um, ah, so they're very much Is that, what, is that how it was be, now that we understand? Yeah, although also in many cases the men were separated, but, but the women, almost everyone who was, everyone except for all of the Israelis except for one person are, are 
either children or women. Um, but the, the elderly women who were released at the very beginning, many of them were able to tell families that they saw their relatives. So there were some cases where people were missing. It wasn't, people weren't sure if they were, um, killed or taken hostage. And then those, that initial round of, of older women who were released were able to tell the families that, that their relatives were hostages. That is where we leave it. I know you have another interview. Lahav Harkov Levine, senior contributing editor, diplomatic correspondent at the Jerusalem Post. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. It is 8.43. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.